0: This is Mr. Impact Wrestling, himself, Moose, and you're listening to the Irish Whip.
1: Hookers? Hookers and Coke? Hookers and Coke, man. You're the only pro wrestler I know that wants to do the shit in the morning. Yeti, you're a f***ing moron. Put it this way, I think Sammy Callahan might as well just change his name to Invader One. I want to know why. Like He can dodge any question. Like I'll tell anyone that. You can tell me the f***ing but I, I'm going to ask specific questions
0: promotional consideration paid for by
2: the following WrestlingNewsSource.com. all the rest of you yahoo's are out there dilly dilly your you little wankers we're actually receiving real wrestling news this is
1: brett screwed brett I'm who separate. are you to, to to doubt el dandy because this guy's a serious professional brett screwed brett hold to our bar hey get a nice shot of the brand new mr and mrs hunter Hurst helmsley I hate you. I hate you. I hate your hat. I hate your t-shirts. I hate your wristbands. I hate your shoes. I hate your music. I hate the C-Nation. I hate everything that you stand for. So does rule. Yeah, they do. <laughs> What's up, TIW Mafia? JP here. And I'm sitting somewhere different. I'm really close to home. I'm in Southie. Uh, This is where I was born and raised, and I'm sitting in Clown Shoes Beer Hall with the founder, Greg Berman, and also with the American Luchador, Phoenix. Guys, how's it going? Greg, how are you doing today? Doing great, thank you, JP. No, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your days. We're gonna sit here and we're gonna talk about beer and wrestling. Awesome. Um, American Luchador. Doing pretty good.
0: Good day today. going to uh, talk about a couple of my favorite things, beer and
1: wrestling. So. Now, the questions are probably going to run along the same line for the two years, but I'm real curious, Greg, like, how do you go, I'm assuming you started as like a home brewer. Actually, no. I was the owner of, a, and still am, of a wine distribution
2: company, and I just got into craft beer. I wanted to distribute it. Nobody I wanted to sell me beer would, and I ended up just making my own with uh, other people that knew what they were
1: doing. That is, it's amazing, because you guys got, like, a great product. When I started getting into craft beers, which I'm kind of a beer nerd, um, the one of the ones that everyone told me to go to was Space Cake, and it's been one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. And now I see that Pineapple Space Cake, and I have to try that one. Oh, that's great. That's Now, but you guys also tie in, like, I got the coconut sombrero in front of me, and I saw the chocolate sombrero Mm -hmm. with the luchador on it. What brought that on where was the what was the wrestling tie in I guess
2: you know we originally wanted to just make a chocolate stout and we when we did the test batch, it was lacking. We decided to go back and it ended up having vanilla, cinnamon, ancho chili, so sort of a mole style and we're kind of an absurd brand. the name was uh indicate that and so we just felt uh, when we looked at things that would connect with a mole stout that uh luchadors and wrestlers were perfect uh, just the sense of style fun you know we,
1: we really felt uh, a, a good hold toward it no American luchador you you you're a trained wrestler correct you know we just had a little conversation off the air about that um, where did you train can you so
0: I trained down in North Oxford um, under the tutelage of Mass Appeal Jay Gillette and Freight Train. Uh, I trained with them for a number of years, running shows with them up and down the East Coast, Um, you know, did some drop-in seminars uh, with Spike Dudley over at Top Row Promotions. Um, Also had some one-on-ones with Berks Centeno, the original Mill Mascara from WWE. Um, he was kind of the one that helped develop uh, my Luchador gimmick, um, you know, the Phoenix, the mask, the moves, you know, all that stuff. He was really one to help me with that. Um, and now with the rise of, you know, El-, El Animal, the Phoenix that people know, you know, the Lucha Brothers and, yeah. um, you yeah. know, I've kind of, you know, toned down on the, on, the, on the Phoenix a little bit so there's not a ton of confusion on the, on the two gimmicks. Um, but it's still going good on the East Coast, so um, that's how I got started in the industry.
1: Awesome. And now you're more into like backstage stuff, correct?
0: Yep. So I do a lot of promoting for local events, uh, mostly for Showcase Pro Wrestling out of uh, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, and their training facility over there in uh, Woonsocket. Um, check it out on Facebook, you know, Showcase yeah, Pro Wrestling Training Facility.
1: Showcases a show that's a. I mean, you got Sergeant Maldoom. That for those who don't know, he used to run against WWF in this area and outsell them. He literally sold more tickets than Vince McMahon to his shows running the same night across the street. Oh yeah,
0: I've seen I've seen all yes. the tapes. You know, Sandra Muldoon versus Hulk Hulkamania, Muldoon Muldoon versus you know you name it. He's been in the ring with it, and yeah. you know, training with him at the at the training center has just been fantastic. You know, the guys got so much insight in the industry, and then you got Don Vega and Chris Blackheart in there training their students too, and you know for such a local school like that you got such big games and it's, it's all right there right right. In soccer, Rhode but, Island.
1: Yeah, and it's not I mean Don Vega's been around in this area forever um, can you do an impression of him
0: <laughs> no because I don't want him to uh, you know <laughs> whoop me a new one but no you know I have the highest highest respect for, yeah. for Don Vega you know um, there's been a couple times where he's you know beat the crap out of me and you know Pin me to
2: the mat for a three, so. Can, can you do a Don Vega impersonation, JP?
1: No, for the same reason. I don't call him the you want money for there's you know. A, there's so. a few people in this area that do a really good impression of him. Um, <laughs> 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 now, when did you start training?
0: So I started in 05. I was just a little punk high school kid and. Um, top rope or Yankee Pro at the time. I think they were they were running a high school a show in my high school, and I showed up early because my a friend of my family knew the promoter Jay, who was running who was in yeah. charge of running it at the time, not Yankee but the show. Um, and he got us in the ring. He let us screw around a little bit, and then this is around the time he opened his school, North End Promotions, uh, training facility in North Oxford. You know, I got into this car and started talking and, you know, we did a lot of the, you know, screwing around backyard stuff. You know, we built a wrestling ring out of a mattress and, you know, my grandmother had her house renovated. So we had all this spare wood from the park, from the porch that she had tore down. So we made this whole backyard arena. And so it was, it was always something I loved to do and wanted to do and watched growing up. And it was just kind of like the perfect opportunity to jump in with them. So started doing that and it was all downhill from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, it really is, but it's a fun like I I'd never trained. I kinda did a little bit of the circuit around here setting up, right? I have P W F North East, NECW and all those. I've done ring, I've done security and all that. So I've done those weekend trips and they're fun. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, a good time when you don't have to get in there and get beat up.
0: <laughs> you know, it's 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 a lot though, you know, it, it goes there's a lot that goes into these promotions, you know. If you're a fan, you show up at, you know, the show's at 7.30 or 8 o'clock, you show up at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, and then the doors open you're in there. You don't realize what goes into putting these shows on, you know, Um, and there's a lot between just the ring crew and the setup, and you know, I don't get to explain it to you, but, um, you know, we're out there, you know, you see these guys in the ring and they're busting their butts, but then most of the time they're the ones taking up. Taking down and putting up the are yeah. You know these guys are hardcore. They do it because they do. They don't do it for the money. They do it because they love the industry. They love the business. You know it's a hobby. It's, it's a passion for us. Yeah, and if you
1: make it, you make it. But if you don't make it, you're doing your whole thing for literally the hot dog and the handshake. Yeah, hot dog and handshake. But
0: and if you're lucky, you get some gas mileage you and get uh, gas money for the merch you sell. Now
1: where does it come into play? Where did you come into play with clown shoes? Like how did you get into beer? And
0: so similar to you, my first ever clown shoes beer was a bomber of. Uh, chocolate sombrero. Um, it jumped off the shelf because of the fantastic artwork of a little luchador wearing a sombrero sitting under a cactus enjoying a stout. And I'm like, whoa, this is awesome because, you know, at the time, when I turned 21, back in the day, there wasn't a lot of breweries then. It was just, you know, you had your laganitas, your Harpoon, your Sam Adams, and this was kind of different. Yeah. The artwork popped at you and you were just like, whoa, what is that? So we grabbed it and, you know, I usually didn't drink you know, dark beers at the time, but you know, I love spicy food and all that. And I was like, you know, a beer with chilies in it—that's that's neat and artwork. And I saved the art, I saved the bottle, put it on my shelf. You know, with all my um, promotional posters that I had up from all my current events, and you know, my autographs because you know, I love wrestling just like you. And I'm a Mark, and put it right next to my you know, Dragon Kid autograph, and my Dug autograph, and you know, just having that up there as a part of my memorabilia in my room, and then you know, about two years ago I started working for Mass Bay Brewing as one of the salesmen for HTC the Harpoon Distribution Company and about a year in um, I was out on a sales route and I got an email and it was that Harpoon and Clown Shoes merged and I was like, no crap you gotta be kidding me, that is
2: awesome.
1: I want to pause you there for a second because how big was that for you?
2: It was big you know, I've been doing this on my own with uh, a small team for eight years at that point, and it really felt like we needed to either build our own brewery or uh, tap room or do something that would position us for the future. And I talked to a lot of people, and most of them were actually pretty horrible. They wanted to buy the brand, sell the brand, have me fire everybody, and you know, here there was a local organization. I grew up not too far away. I live in Somerville, it's seven okay. miles from my house, so. Uh, this was the perfect opportunity. It's been great.
1: Now, right now, there's a lot of competition in the craft brew market, especially in. I, I, I say, especially in Massachusetts. I don't know what it's like outside of here, but I know in Massachusetts, sort of a dime a dozen. What mm-hmm. did that do for you in that competition? That had a because you guys got one of the top products anyway. That had a really escalated.
2: We've been really fortunate that we've grown every single year that we've been in existence. Last year, our first year at Mass Bay Brewing Company, we grew our production by about 25% and our revenue by over 20%. we are out of the gates well today, uh, this year also, but uh, what we have to do is constantly reinvent ourselves and create new products. That's why this year we have coconut sombrero, we have mocha sombrero, we're going to have churro sombrero, so we're expanding our Huchador lineup, but uh, what we try to do is just look at what's happening in the, in the industry, look ahead, and create stuff that will be vital and relevant, and we've been fortunate with that recipe and
1: our strategy that We keep growing. Now, who does, uh, because he he mentioned the artwork, and the artwork on these is incredible, and it is different. It's been copied Mm -hmm. at this point by some of the other companies. Yep. Who's responsible for coming up with that, like the concepts and the actual artwork?
2: Well, I come up with most of the concepts. I have a great artist in Northampton, Mass. I found him on hireanillustrator.com. And I was desperate. I had an artist that wasn't keeping up and was giving me uh, a little bit of a tough time Though she's a great person and did great work. Uh, so we uh, connect, and I give him, generally speaking, a name, a direction, uh, a general idea, and then he will start with a sketch, and then we make it into a label. I mean,
1: it does It's it's everything sticks out the name sticks out so you know you're grabbing a clown shoes but the artwork sticks out as clown shoes artwork it's it's incredible yeah it's one of
2: the differentiators I I wasn't sure how we were gonna survive early on uh, but I wanted to and so I just threw everything that I could at it and the graphic art was a
1: good piece that's the one I'm sitting on this year I love the beer trends and this year the one that I really like and I didn't think I would is the mango Mm -hmm. So i got the Mango American Grill shitting in my fridge right now at home that I can't wait to get home to.
2: Our our Mango Kulsh is a fantastic product. If you look on Beer Advocate, it's in the top 20 Kulsh's in the world. Uh, And yet it's an American product. It's not a German uh, product. So uh, yeah, you should enjoy that. Do you sit
1: there refreshing that? Like, no. if I was up there like that, I think I would just sit there, all, like, have an auto-refresh every few minutes. Just to I like. used to live on <laughs> those
2: websites, but at this point, i check in every now and then. I, I'm, I've gotten so busy, I don't yeah. have as much time. Well, that's a good thing. I one bad review in the, the past, and it would ruin my day, <laughs> you know? And at this point, I've had to grow a thicker skin.
1: Right, but now, so, what's it like switching from wine to beer, or do you still do the wine?
2: I still own the wine company, but I have other people manage it. Okay. I'm not as passionate about wine as beer. So for me, that's more of a business endeavor that I kind of got from my family along with uh, the ability to, to buy clown shoes from my family. Because I had to, I had to buy the brand from my father, he was part owner of okay. it. So I've only been full owner for about five years of contract. Well, I was for about five years, and now Mass Bay Brewing Company owns it. Right,
1: but that the, now, so they buy it. Were you scared when they bought it, or was the deal in place for you to stay on as kind of running the brand? That was part of the deal. I mean, they could fire me,
2: but uh, we're, our interests are aligned. I have a five year arrangement. Uh, here, where uh, hopefully we'll do well together, and it's been going well so far. That's,
1: now, it, it's just so, it's out there for me to be here doing this, like, it's out, I, I just sent out a tweet, like, I'm nervous sitting in the beer hall, it's, because to me, like, this is something, I'm used to wrestling, wrestling, interviewing wrestlers, I can do yep. that all day, I'm re- interviewing basically a CEO at this point, of, like, mm-hmm. two companies, it turns out, but, and it's just cool to me. Uh, what, what, what made you say, yeah, sure, I'm going to meet with this kid? Just out of curiosity, for other podcasts that ain't going to listen to me that might try to reach out to a company.
2: It's a good question. I, I tend to say yes to most people that ask to talk to me, first okay. of all. And when it gets into something cool, like wrestling and <laughs> luchadores, uh, I see no reason not to. I mean, I'm interested in what you're doing also and in what Russ does. You know, I've actually watched some of the videos and... Uh, I just think it's cool, so I'm happy to talk to you.
1: That's what Russ does is a lot harder than what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I ah. go in front of a microphone and I can talk and I can have fun and no one sees me. You don't have to see my ugly face. He's out there in front of people. He's, he's and and you
0: don't, don't got to see my ugly face either. That's why I wear well, the, got mask, the mask. You know, I, I put this. I don the mask. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, it, it's it, it. You know, being being a wrestler, it does have its wears and tears on it, but. Uh, you know, being in the beer industry, there's a lot of similarities. You know, it's it's not just you know you think beer just sells itself, but just like any pro wrestler, you got to be out there selling yourself as a brand, as, really? a, as a you know get over with the crowd. It's the same thing. I'm out there, you know, selling clown shoes beer with these fantastic labels and the yeah. fantastic liquid that they supply. Uh, I got to get it over with you know the, the the owners of these local businesses and and with the consumers and you know. This beer does sell itself most of the time. It's not. It's not. It's not hard to sell Clauncher's beer because it's just. It's such a good liquid, and like I said, the artwork on the cans just, pops. It's fantastic.
2: See, Russ, he's being very kind, it, and he's also almost understating how hard it is to be out here. You know, I view some of the sales guys around here and the team he's a member of as they're like heroes, and Both. it sounds corny, but. The beating they take doing that is probably worse in many ways than Mm -hmm. some of the beatings you would take in a ring. It's not (laughs) just like little, you know, sit down and drink some beer and hey, it's fun and people buy it and you make lots of money. It's getting up early. It's a lot of car time. It's dealing with issues with, you know, messed up invoices and customers that didn't get deliveries and you're stuck in traffic and it goes on and on and on the frustrations that these guys have to
1: deal with just so the product can hit the shelves so about um, 20 years ago I was a part of that because I actually ran a liquor store down the street so I understand I saw what the reps went through and yep if something was set up, if something was in the wrong, on the wrong shelf space, and it, it happened, yep. <laughs> you know? So I apologize. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody's got their own,
0: own thing going on, and you know, you got a business to run, just like we have a business to run. Right. You know, we're just all working together like a big team, and you know, we get over it, we get through it, you know? We work, just like, uh, you know, my family in the wrestling industry, we we work together, you know? It, it takes more than one person to run a, run a show, you know this. Yeah you know you got to work with everybody from the the millions of characters that you have on a yearly basis booked for you you know they all have their own personalities and their own niches that you got to deal with and then you know you got your music your talent everything it's just all you know it's very similar the beer industry and the wrestling industry and that's something that i've really come to find that i that's why i think i I mesh with this so well you know there's just so many similarities so many casts of characters and so many gimmicks, you know. It's like each can's a different wrestler, and you gotta get it over. It's just there's a lot of similarities. and It's just that's what that's what fuels me every day to wake up, like he says, early and get on the road, and you know, just fight through it every day. It's just you know. And then at the end of the day, you know what? I come back here and I sit down with Greg and we crack open. You know, whatever the next <laughs> best thing is, is you know, I'm I'm really enjoying the little crispy right now. That that you know, if, <laughs> if you if you're listening to this. After the podcast, shut the car, you know, shut it off, get in your car, go down to Lepacky and get yourself some Little Crispy. You will thank me later because that beer is on fire.
2: You, you'll be happy to know there's going to be an Instagram campaign soon on our Instagram with Little Crispy. It's going to be Cruising with Crispy. He's going to visit all sorts of uh, landmarks here in Massachusetts because he was born in Massachusetts, but he's an infant. He's just a few months old, so he's going to check out the sites.
1: I would love to show up at some of those sites with you guys that. <laughs> <laughs> with No, that. do Crispy. How do the store owners take when you show up in your mask? Because um, I'm sure so that doesn't come So I off.
0: had a... No, no. It, it, it's <laughs> funny, you know, because um, I'm like Clark Kent, you know. I got yeah. the glasses and the hat and, you know, nobody knew when I started working here. And I think I let it slip. I tried to sneak out of a festival on a Friday night one time to go work a show. And I had to explain to, you know, Bill, my boss, exactly why I was leaving, and, you know, I had to tell him, and he's like, get Thanks. out of here, and then <laughs> it was all down, and no one can keep a secret, so it just exploded, and that's that's how they found out, but, you know, I like throwing on the costume, you know, the gimmick for, for a lot of the Clownstress events, like I did one at, at Hamilton's, at um, Brookline, for, you know, it was, I kind of piggybacked it off a Halloween contest that they were doing, but... You know, the Phoenix made an appearance and was passing out free samples of beer and signing autographs and kissing babies. And, you know, it was a good time. So they, right. they were really receptive of it. But, you know, on an everyday basis, you know, you'd never know right. who I was or what I was doing.
1: The clock Kent job with the yep. clock Kent face. Yep. Now, how did, the, how did you guys react when you found out that he was pro, a pro wrestler? Like, that's a big thing because a lot of guys don't, let, don't want it known. And a lot of guys put it right out there yeah no I try In to keep this.
0: it I try to keep it quiet you know just because of the gimmick alone but you know people that get to know me find out that it's a big passion
2: of mine and... we thought it was really cool I mean we have tried and have found some ways to have fun with it and have Russ come out and represent
1: so we were super excited to know that we hadn't actual luchador in the (laughs) company right and that's about like when i was talking to brian and he said there's a luchador so there's really not many luchadors i was trying to figure out who you were beforehand because i know a lot of the people in the area and i was like i don't know i'm texting a couple of my buddies who are promoters and stuff and like who who what luchador would this be yeah, it's,
0: it, it's been a while since, you know, I, I, I was going under the pseudoname RJ um, Morris for a little while um, after, and then I, I, I decided to dawn back on the Phoenix um, the past couple years and get back in the ring, but um, that's probably a lot of the reasons, and I don't know where you were asking around, but it, I was really, 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 you know, like I said, a weekend warrior hitting it for, you know, four shows a weekend back in like the early, you know, 20-teens, um, working for Top Rope and Showcase and East Coast Championship Wrestling and North End Promotions, people like that, you know, everywhere from Maine to yeah. Philadelphia. Just you know, working for Atlas up in Maine was fantastic. You know, um,
1: yeah, that's yeah. I've met him a few times. This past weekend was down at the uh, Hall of Fame that, with him. My trainer uh, Jay
0: Gillette was just inducted yeah. in the Hall of Fame, which was fantastic. Yeah, years and years of hard work for Kid USA finally great to see him get in there um but yeah there's not a lot of dudes wearing the masks besides you know jobbers nowadays you know which is is amazing to me because the popularity with like you know guys like lucha pros and lucha underground just exploded so
1: in the history of the masks like you had people in japan that were running for office that never took their mask off yeah would run for political office wearing the mask the whole time because they're there's celebrities out there, uh, the luchadors in Mexico, the Japanese wrestlers with the mask, they're legitimate celebrities, even if they're not on WWE or whatever TV product is out there. So, yeah,
2: Do you guys think this is going to be a bigger thing, the luchador aspect of it here?
0: So, you know, there's always a place in the child's heart for luchadors. Yeah. It, that's, that's like the number one... Demographic, I guess you're targeting is like you know the late child to early teens. That demographic, shooters, you know, they just love the mask, they love the mystique, the flash, the colors, the, you know, the sequence, you know, the whole the whole culture behind it. But you know, the you know now with the culture that the wrestling industry, you know, the, the viewers viewers getting into, we you grew up watching, you know, my my age, you know, his age, we we grew up watching, you know. It was kind of like a passing of the torch, had right? The Hulkamanias, yeah. and, you know, the big, bad, muscle-bound monsters were what wrestlers were. Yeah. Nowadays, you have this hybrid athletic machine, you know, 205 pounds of just muscle. You know, they can do flips. They can do all the athleticism, the flute stores, but then they still have a poor background of wrestling like the Hulkamanias and stuff like that. Um, so that's what we grew up watching. Guys like Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, AJ Styles, Amazing Red. Um, you I loved Red. They all these are the guys I watched growing up and I idolized and wanted to base my wrestling uh, moves and my style after. And I think that's what you're seeing with the rise of AEW and you know ROH. That's what you're seeing. WWE's even moving in that direction. You're you're, you're not getting the monsters anymore. You're getting the now AJ Styles is running the world in WWE. You know what I mean? Like Chris Jericho. These guys are not your stereotypical wrestlers. They're hybrid athletic machines. So that's what you're seeing now. And a lot of these guys, I, you know, the biggest tag team in the world right now are Lucha, the Lucha Brothers. Yeah. You got Phoenix, not this Phoenix, um, <laughs> and um, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Phoenix and um I
1: I want to say Del Sol, but I know it's no, not no, Del Sol.
0: No, no, Luchabros. They're attacking. Yeah. They're just on fire right now. Um, mm-hmm. And his name will come to me in a second, and I'm going to feel stupid. But I got, you know, I've been slinging here all day, so my brain's still <laughs> in work mode, not wrestling mode right now. So that's a tough transition. It, it <laughs> is, You know, but like
2: I said, like go <laughs> from that road warrior to actually right being the American Phoenix Luchador.
1: That's it. That's
2: it's just the Pentagon Junior. That's yes. right. Phoenix. Oh,
1: Pentagon is they're so hot so right now too. Yeah. yeah.
0: But they're the ones that are, the luchadors are the hottest things right now, you know, and they're, they're they're drawing, you know. They just they just they just sold out Madison Square Garden, you know. No one's done yeah. that other than, other than the WWE in how long, Evel. you know. That, so it's they never had happened. that under so contract for. Putting Evel. luchadors in that position is amazing. So yes, to answer your question, that's, that's exciting because yes. I find the
2: luchador personally more fun than what you're describing as sort of the monster type, which is what I grew up with. I mean, I saw all the the Hulks and the Giant and stuff like that in my youth, and it was fun. But uh, I I like the speed and the the greater sense
1: of style. You need a little bit of, to me, you need a little bit of both. Like, you can't just have the heavyweights without having a cruiserweight. And the cruiserweights can't be as slow as the big guys. I can't move. You, you get in there, you do your flips and well, the of, stuff I can't do, that's for sure.
0: Think of where wrestling came from. It came from the carnivals, you know, the, that's where wrestling kind of has yes. developed from. So if you went to a carnival and you had just all strongmen at the carnival, would you go there? No, you need you need right. the animals, you need the trapeze yeah. artists, mm-hmm. you need the bearded the ladies, tr- you need all the gimmicks that tie together that carnival to make it worth going back to. So that's kind of what he's talking about. You it sounds like be- you just described mm-hmm. Panche's beer, too. Pull up pull up their portfolio and I'm pretty sure you'll find every one of those those
1: all uh, the creatures. Need, all the animals. But there's a flavor for everybody and wrestling is very much the same way. There's a, if you don't like one match on the card, you're gonna like the next match. And that's just the way it is. And, and that's, that's
0: and that's exactly how it is with the clown shoes lineup right now. There's literally something for everybody. If you don't like dark beers, then you got little crispy. If you don't like light beers, you like IPAs, then you got stuff like Bubble Farm the yeah, IPA, bubble, or if you like doubles, you got you know, the you know, you got Galactica and you got Space Kick. Those two beers are just fantastic. And the and the list goes on, you know, there's yeah. always something different to drink and to enjoy with the clown shoes brand. I so
1: honestly haven't tried one that I haven't liked yet out of clown shoes. Wow, so, thank you. I'll um, tell that. I, there's yeah. just been
0: one where I've just been turned out more. Well, I
1: started... The company, I
2: can't say that, we've made a couple of crappy beers, but we do our best to make great beers, though most of them well, are, are good or great. Well, you
0: got to tell, tell the story about how you guys test these beers, you know, with the, yes. how many little samples you try on a daily basis on some of these beers.
2: Well, it's less me these days than Dan Lippy, my head brewer. I mean, sometimes he's testing, for instance, barrels for our barrel-age beers, and he might have to drill into 60 different barrels for a sample. And that adds up to a lot of alcohol, but we do do a lot of uh, testing over time to make sure but, we get the recipes
1: right. Yeah, uh, so, I, I need that beer testing job. <laughs> I can, I'm can. i good at that, I promise you. Fair That's, enough, we will have um, you back, JP. We will put you to work. The, um, but no, seriously, like every every beer that you guys have put out that I've tried, and I don't think I've tried nearly all of them because there's a thousand of them. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. But I've enjoyed everything. I really appreciate um, that. Thank you. Galactica is delicious. It's My buddies pick on me when I drink the doubles because it's like eating a salad, they say. But you can taste like the hops in there, and it's just so...
2: Well, I, like I mentioned earlier, I so much wanted this brand to live, that I threw everything I could at it. The graphic art was part of it, but quality has always been a key piece as well. People sometimes will look at the brand and it looks kind of goofy and maybe gimmicky, and so they think that the liquid isn't going to be what it actually is, but we strive to make great beers.
1: Now, how do you decide, because there's so many, what goes into a store? or does the store decide that off of it's
2: it's a combo i mean if we could decide we would just take the cooler you know in the best location of every store and fill it with clown shoes it's a process it it involves uh us working with our wholesalers who have representatives here in massachusetts and around the country and we set a list of priorities and we, we communicate and taste and cajole and uh, try and find a, a path to give logic to our, uh, the retailers to give us a shot.
1: And what about distribution? How far With the Harpoon, are you guys out there as far as distribution-wise? Well, not with Harpoon, but with the... Well,
2: Harpoon does a lot more total production than Clown Chews, almost 10 times right. as much. But we are actually distributed in more states in okay. the United States. We're in about 30 Harpoons, probably, mm. I don't know, do you know, Like maybe 18, 20? Yeah, in yeah. that kind of a, a range. Um, wow. You know, Harpoon is what's called a, a go-deep brand, and it's gone really deep in New England, particularly yeah. in Massachusetts. We're a brand that the way we were designed, we were built to kind of spread wide and it fit with
1: our... Uh, Our plan.
2: So we're in about thirty states, actually. All
1: right, guys. I appreciate. It's been a little while now. We've been going. Um, I appreciate all your time. I appreciate your beer. I appreciate. I I have seen you probably for Top Rope. Um, I've also I've been to a bunch of Black Hat shows too. So that 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 might actually be where. Yeah, it's probably Um, most
0: likely that was Top Rope and Showcase and. Uh, ECCw were my like my home promotions yep. which are the ones I was mostly working for
1: so appreciate what you do as well it's on both ends of it uh, the artwork is unbelievable and that's what drew me to you guys as far as reaching out for this so
2: so but we're gonna be having our own place hopefully in about a year we were talking about this a little bit before yeah. the podcast started are you guys gonna help me figure out how to have a actual oh. event at our space when uh, the time comes
1: you, bet. you, if you guys are around next Friday night uh, in Randolph at the Randolph Intergenerational Community Center, there's a New England All Star Wrestling is putting on a show. I'll put you guys on the list if you guys want to come through and check that out. Yeah, see, Cable puts on a good show. Um, I'll show you what he's capable of doing. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. It's a little ways away,
2: but I literally, uh, I. Think it would be a perfect thing for us to do at our space to on a weekend when it's nice, drive some traffic and have some fun. Yeah,
1: I'll send you guys a message. Uh, cool. I'll hit you guys. I, guys well, I assume you're on the Clown choose Twitter. Yeah. I'll hit you guys up there, and we'll. I'm gonna look you up, and I will. Uh, you would you want to put your Twitter out there?
0: Uh, I don't. I don't have a Twitter. Oh, Facebook. I don't or, have. No I don't have I don't have one set up yet, you know, I'm kind of old school. I know I got to get into the the groove things and get the, the, the social media set up, but you know, I I just hand you a CD with my school work on oh, it yeah. and a headshot and that's how I that's how I do it All right. in school.
2: Someone wants to look you up wrestling on YouTube. Can they do it? You
0: might be able to hunt down some of my old stuff on YouTube. Um
2: some of spotter
1: shows.
0: Yeah, some old stuff from like 2000 and like 06 you could probably hunt but. down there, but a lot of my stuff you know they weren't taping back then right it just wasn't something that was yeah, done they weren't was, doing that. and if they did the promoter kept it like it was lost gold from you know el dorado <laughs> they don't give it up so um there is some old stuff on there so if you're really interested you can uh, otherwise you want to meet the phoenix and see some some action come on down to showcase pro wrestling um, like I said in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, or talking Mass, when they run out there, um, or come down on a uh, on a Monday or Wednesday and you know get in the ring with us, you know over at the Showcase Pro Wrestling Training Center um, in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, and yeah, uh, you can find me there and we can, we can mingle and maybe have a beer after.
1: Awesome! All right, thank you guys. Right, thank, thank you, you JP.